The March to the Draft continues on the Best in Class podcast with Sean Sullivan, the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru. Today it's offensive line, tackles, centers, guards. Sean's got a great look at the guys you need to know about, some highlights of uh, players that the Bucks might be looking at in the mid-rounds. A lot of fun. Plenty of podcasts to catch up on. Look up the Best in Class at Apple Podcasts, other platforms, right at JoeBucksFan.com, of course. And it's all presented by Bill Curry Ford, Tampa's first family of Ford. Here's Sean. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Best in Class with Sean Sullivan coming to you live from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa. Great day. Great stuff. The draft is so close. It's less than two weeks away. So excited. Please follow us at Bill Curry Tampa, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Great news. Tampa Bay Inferno won Saturday night. So congratulations to those amazing women representing our city by beating up on uh, another team, which is fantastic. We are winners. Uh, and right now is a great time to be a Tampa Bay fan. So go Tampa Bay Inferno. Don't forget to pick up your tickets in our showroom for this weekend's game Saturday night. Come into a test drive. I'll send your family to Tampa Bay Inferno. Great stuff. I'll be there for the coin toss. I think this Saturday or the following Saturday, I'll I'll release the details on social media. Grace will put it out there for us. Um, please go to BillCurryFord.com. Order your vehicle online. No deposit necessary. And I'll pay you $150 to do it. So great stuff. And email me at bestinclass at BillCurry.com. Any questions, comments about the podcast, if you want to order a car, if you want to purchase a car, service a car, paint a car, order a part for a car, I'm your man, Sean Sullivan. Bestinclass at BillCurry.com. So, please share my podcast. So, I mean, this thing is blowing up, and I, I am so grateful for all the listeners, but every single podcast, my numbers are, are, are just getting higher and higher and higher, and I'm very thankful for it. And I'm, this Sunday, I'll be recording with the Joe Bucks team, Iris podcast, with, the, with both Joes, and we're going to review my picks for the draft. Very exciting stuff. We're going to have a big uh, in-depth discussion that should be the best podcast of the year, in my opinion, uh, for those who love the draft. Also, I got an email that I was asked to appear on another podcast unrelated to Joe Buck's fan to talk about the car industry and to talk about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. So I'm very excited about that. As the podcast grows nationally, we're getting more recognition in Tampa. And all of a sudden now I'm asked to do all these amazing things in sports and in, in the car industry. So very exciting stuff. It's working exactly how it's supposed to. Our new showroom is scheduled to open on May 13th. Can't wait to, to show it to the Tampa Bay community. And then phase two will start, which was would be our parking garages and our new service and parts departments. Very exciting stuff. The Giant returns in 2023. You no longer have to leave Tampa to get the best deal on a new Ford vehicle. So very exciting stuff. Lifetime warranty, obviously, on new and used. It's the only lifetime warranty on new and used cars in the United States on any OEM, not just Ford. So very excited about that stuff as well. Let's jump into the draft. We're going to do offensive guards and tackles. So right now, the Bucks don't really, I, I don't believe they have a need for a tackle. But, you, you know, it's the NFL draft. You never know. But we're going to go through the top five tackles. Uh, we're going to go through the top five guards. And then we're going to go through a couple of guards I think the Bucks might draft. We have draft talk plus a little Bucks talk, which I love how Steve puts that in. So the Bucks pick 27th overall, 60th overall, 91st overall, 133rd overall right now. The two seventh round picks, in my opinion, don't matter. So let's start. My number one tackle in this draft is easy for me. I know other guys are moving them all around. Not me. I've been on the same guy for the same amount of time, and that's Evan Neal out of Alabama. The guy can play left tackle, right tackle. His average draft position is number one to number three in this draft, and his NFL comparison is Jordan Malata. 
This is the Eagles Pro Bowl left tackle. He is obviously an Alabama left tackle. You'd have to be under a rocket not to know who he is. Uh, 6'7", 350 pounds, 34-inch arms, 10 and, and 1 eighth hands. So just a behemoth of a man. Let's talk about what the NFL Network says. He was a three-year starter at Alabama. Has an amazing, rare combination of measurables, talent, and pedigree. He has experience against the best competition in the college game, that's for sure. He plays both tackle positions. He's projected as a left side going into the NFL, which, of course, is the money position. While he has flashed greatness on tape, he doesn't always maintain that level throughout the game. I think what happens when you see this in, the intensity and consistency are areas that he needs to improve. It's because they beat everybody, guys. I mean, this is pretty simple. You start out the game, you're very intense, you're moving all these guys, and then you get the lead against these teams, and then you kind of just kind of lay down a little bit. That's only natural, and I'm not going to hold that against Evan Neal. This guy is an amazing prospect. He's very, very similar to Panay Sewell last year, who was the Detroit Lions pick, who turned out to be just a terrific player. He also played left and right tackle. I love this guy. He should be the number one tackle. In my opinion, he should be the number one overall pick to the Jaguars. They need to get some help on that offensive line. It was a terrible offensive line last year. Urban Meyer, while he was uh, swiping left or whatever he was doing inside bars with women, instead of getting tackles and guards for his uh, team, really neglected the offensive line. And I know that uh, everyone's changing their mock drafts now to defensive players for Jacksonville. I get it. The pass rushers are hard to find. But you know what else is hard to find? A guy you can stick in at left tackle for the next 10 years and make five Pro Bowls. That's a tough one. Again, number one tackle in his draft. I don't think it's close. Evan Neal out of Alabama. Again, ADP, which is average draft position from Vegas, is one to three. NFL comparison is Jordan Maletta for from the Eagles, the Pro Bowl left tackle. And if I mispronounce his name, it's because I don't really care about the Eagles. So I don't really care if I get his name right. For all the Eagles fans out there, uh, I'm sure that you're nice people, but your team sucks. All right, number two on the tackles, I mean, everybody knows this guy is Aquano out of North Carolina State. My problem with this guy is, every like over, over Neil, is the arm length. When you look at this guy, he's got 34-inch arms, and, and O'Neal has 34-inch arms, okay? So I'm going, okay, so that's very similar, but it's actually not because at 6'4 versus 6'7", I, I just think that's a huge difference. I feel like with uh, Iwanu, because his, his arms are 34 inches, everybody's like salivating going, oh my gosh, he's 6'4 and he has 34-inch arms and, and he's going to be able to lock down the, the, the sides or, or whatever. I think it's a, it's a deterrent to be 6'4 as a tackle. I, I think you have to have the height to, to go with the arms and the bend. So I don't care if his arms were 38 inches. The height bothers me with his arms, with his arm length. He's 320 pounds. Um, just to give you an idea, Evan Neal, as again, was 350 pounds at 6'7". So to me, that's a big difference. Their hand size is the same. Aquano, to me, projects as a Pro Bowl starting guard. And you know what? They're all going to say this guy's a can't-miss tackle. And I, I, I just think that we're missing something. On a, I, just, I don't like his height, and I don't like his arm length for his height. And everybody's like, well, what if he had short arms? I mean, I, I get it. I understand that, but the longer arms thing to me is, is an issue at its height. And if you guys don't understand that, there's a terrific breakdown by, by several offensive tackles on NFL Network, and I'll read to you what they say about Aquanu and how why they have him over, over O'Neal is just because of some of his athletic attack testing with some of his footwork. I don't see it. If he's a right tackle, fine. If he's going to play guard, fine. As a left tackle goes, I just don't see the comparison between him and Neal. 
Again, his average ADP is two to five. Uh, his NFL comparison is um, Osimile, the all-pro Ravens left tackle. And that's just based upon athletic testing, again, was I was telling you. And NFL Network has a gentleman in this class, is killer on the grass, Quanu, goes from angry. Once he steps on the football field, he's long-limbed, which, again, this is that long-arms argument. I don't like his arms based upon his height. I'm going to say that over and over again because I think it's a problem. I think with his, with his strength and everything and his lock-on, he's better with shorter arms. That's my opinion. Uh, because I think he's a guard, not a tackle. Pass protection has seen rough patches over the last two years. Again, it's what I just said. Pass protection should be a, a, a no-brainer for a, a number two overall pick at left tackle. He might continue until his hands and feet start working in union. Punch timing and independent hands should be immediate improvement, but getting him to play with better focus and control in his pass sets will take time. He's a developmental pass protector. Football character and urgent field demeanor make it easier to grade because he has a terrific attitude, and he's a very fierce competitor, which I think a lot of coaches are going to like. But even NFL Network, now this is the, now remember, Vegas has this guy between two and five, and at the very last sentence, I'm going to read this to you, the very last sentence from NFL Network, and, the, and these are professional scouts, guys, they anticipate him being closer to a, either a guard or a tackle, and his floor is, they don't, his floor is there right now. His ceiling is there right now. What I'm saying is they anticipate him landing closer to his ceiling than his floor at either guard or tackle. Nobody talks about Evan Neal being a guard. You know why? Because he's 6'7", 350 pounds. That's why. You know, Aquano is 6'4", 320 pounds with 34-inch arms, and that's fooling everybody. Those arms are fooling everybody that this guy's going to be a terrific tackle. I just don't see it, guys. This guy's a guard. NFL Network knows he's a guard. I wouldn't take him to be my left-side guy. That's my personal opinion. And what do I know, right? But I can tell you I've read enough and studied enough that there's some really, really good people like Greg Zerline who understand what it takes and, and, and what the, the size and speed and feet should be on these tackles, and he's not high on them either. So number three, Charles Cross is a left tackle out of Mississippi State. His average draft position is eight. Uh, his NFL comparison for all you Bucks fans out there is Tristan Wirfs, which is fantastic. Is there a more athletic tackle than Tristan Wirfs in the NFL? The guy jumped out of a pool fully submerged. That's pretty incredible. He's 6'5", 310 pounds, 34 and a half inch arms, 10, 10 3 fourths hands. So this guy's big, strong. Um, he's one inch taller than Aquanu. He's much lighter than Evan Neal. He's almost 40 pounds lighter. He's going to have to add some weight, in my opinion, to play. But if he's a right tackle... If that's what they're going to, because again, Tripton Wirfs is his NFL comparison. But let's just say Charles Cross moves to right tackle. I think that that's where that's going to be his natural position. Let's see what the NFL Network has to say about him. Two-year starter plays at a high level of consistency, no matter the opponent. Cross is an average athlete, but very strong. Plays his length and has sticky, strong hands. Those hands are almost 11-inch hands, guys. Despite limited starting experience, he's well-schooled and knows how to play. He has average range. Uh, he sets the edge okay. He plays with strong inside hands, which we talked about, broad, powerful core. He's an ace at neutralizing power rushers and is above average in finishing on a, as a drive blocker for run plays. They believe that he's going to be a long-term starter at either tackle position, which I'm going to go with right tackle for Charles Cross out, out of Mississippi State. Again, ADP is eight. NFL comparisons, Tristan Wirfs. Moving on to the number four, Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa. This guy's a beast. Angry guy, love watching him play. 
Um, his ADP is 18, basically middle of the first round. And his NFL comparison, guys, this is not going to be a surprise to anyone, is John Runyon, who was another angry, fiery player. So that's a terrific NFL comparison, in my opinion. He's 6'7", 330 pounds, perfect height, perfect weight, 34.5-inch arms, which is great for, for his height and arm length and weight. His hands are, are 10 and, uh, 10 and one eighths which is great. So he actually ran, I wrote this in my notes, ran the 40-yard dash in 4.89 seconds at 330 pounds, guys. Just to give you an idea, there were linebackers and tight ends and safeties that ran 4.7s and 4.69s. This guy ran a 4.89 at 330 pounds as a tackle, which is incredible. And his uh, three-cone was 7.25, which and his vertical jump was 28, which is amazing. Uh, let's see what NFL Network has to say about him. Three-year starter at left tackle with outstanding measurables. Well-built frame, which I just went over. He plays with a level of disgust for anyone lining up against him, which is super true. Violent, violent, violent uh, guy. He needs to operate with better inside and outside position. He, uh, pinning has both traits of toughness. The tape can leave you wanting a little more from him. I don't see that. He's an instant starter at left tackle in the NFL, and I think he's going to and right tackle, obviously, and I think he's going to be tough and angry. And, man, if you watch this guy play at the Senior Bowl, he was dominating people. Really fun to watch. Again, number four, Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa. ADP is 18. NFL comparisons, John Runyon. All right, let's go to number five. And I might mispronounce this Michigan uh, Central Michigan guy's name. I didn't really get involved with this guy until, like, the last 30 days because you really needed another tackle, and he's been moving up the boards, and that's Bernhard Raymond out of Central Michigan. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. His ADP is 40. So this is a guy that went from the third or fourth round. Now he's, now he's basically at the top of the second round. His NFL comparison is Sebastian Vollmer, who was a two-time Super Bowl winner for the Pats. Um, he's 6'7", 305 pounds, 33-inch arms, and 10 and one-fourth hands. That's amazing. He, had, he ran a, a five-flat 40, which is pretty great. And by the way, on his bench, he did 30 reps. Anytime you see 30 or higher reps, that's a strong dude. I, I don't care who they, who they are. That's a lot of reps, 30. Let's see what the NFL says about him. With alluring athleticism and impressive skill set, Rimmon is just scratching the surface of his potential. His initial transition from tight end to left tackle occurred in 2020. Making his rapid transition fairly remarkable, he's a much better technician than he should be at this stage, but his approach is mechanical and he will struggle against a sophisticated edge rusher until he learns how to diversify his pass sets. His instincts and fundamentals at the position are still in developmental phase, so bumps in the roads are expected. I mean, literally a guy's been playing on offensive tackle for less than two years total. He was a tight end before that, but his best football is ahead of him. He's projected to be a long-term starter at left tackle, again, Super professional, very coachable guy. Vegas has him going in the top of the second round. He might sneak into the first round. Uh, again, that's Bernhard Raymond out of Central Michigan. I hope I pronounced his name right, but, but there you go. So there's your top five tackles. Uh, for those of you guys who are still with me, because as you know, probably offensive guard and offensive tackle are probably the most boring position for me to review, although I like watching them at the Combine. It's not as exciting, guys, as the running backs one, but thank you for all the feedback on the running backs. Uh, I got a ton of feedback. It was all positive. Thank you so much. Again, don't forget to share this with your friends. But let's talk about a late-round Bucks pick that I really like a tackle who plays left and right tackle. And as you know, Josh Wells 
really struggled uh, against the Rams when we needed that when we when Tristan Wirfs got hurt. We need a better swing tackle. So I'm going to go with Max Mitchell out of Louisiana. His average draft position is 112th, which is fourth round. I'm not looking for him to start over Wirfs or Donovan Smith. This is a backup swing tackle. Uh, his NFL comparison is Dan Moore Jr. Dan Moore Jr. was a fourth round draft pick of the Pittsburgh Steelers and is a starter for them. He's 6'6", 300 pounds, great, great size, 33 and a half inch arms, 10 inch hands, had a 25 vertical, an eight second three cone, and a 5.3 uh, yard 40. So compared to those top tackles we were just talking about, obviously his athletic te- testing is not as good, but you're not going to get a guy in the fourth round, you know, that runs a sub 540 usually. Let's talk about what the NFL coaches talked about him. So NFL scouts Lauded by coaches and scouts for his toughness, good, consistency, and leadership. Mitchell has an athletic traits and hand quickness to make him a living at left or right tackle. He works independent hands, improved early control over pass reps. His punch is sudden and comes at rushers with intent. However, he can be overly responsive to movement. He needs to calm his feet and minimize forward lean to prevent rush leakage during mirror phase. Mirror phase is when whatever the defensive tackle has decided to do with his technique the offensive lineman's job is to mirror that defensive technique, uh, basically to counteract whatever that defensive pass rush is. So what they're saying is, is that when he goes to mirror whatever the defensive player is, his feet can be a little busy, and he needs to calm down and then basically uh, just allow his technique and training to take over. The really great thing about him, he's already a terrific run, a run uh, blocker, and he's an average pass guy. And he's going to improve in that. And then NFL in the last sentence says his demeanor, understanding, and technique and athletic traits raise the floor and improve his ceiling. So this is a guy I think has a long-term NFL career as a backup left and right swing tackle. And he can also start in a pinch. Again, he's a fourth-round guy. And I think that that's probably, uh, you know, the right range for him uh, to go. But again, that's a Bucks guy. And that's going to happen somewhere around the 112th. I'm not saying that he's going to be a Bucks pick. I'm saying this is a guy that I think the Bucks should definitely look at in the fourth round. Hopefully, if we trade down and pick up a fifth round, he's going to be right in that depth. Again, to replace Josh Wells as our, as our swing tackle. All right, let's get into guards and centers. Number one guard in, that we have right now, and he also, of course, is a center, is Tyler Linderbaum, the center out of Iowa. He is 6'3", 290 pounds, 31-inch arms, 10-inch hands. His average ADP, average draft position from Vegas is 7 to 19. So he's right in the middle. He could be a top 10 pick or he's going to be in the middle of the first round. But he's definitely going to be gone before the Bucks get to draft. His NFL comparison is Jason Kelsey. Everybody knows who Kelsey is. He's a long-term pro bowler. Tyler Limbaugh is an instant starter on any team. Let's see what the NFL has to say about him. He has pro bowl potential. And he needs to be matched with a, uh, a rushing attack, of course. Uh, has foot quickness and the GPS to consistently find top positioning in the first phase of blocks. He plays with leverage and body control. And he keeps running lanes open. Uh, he finishes blocks, hit or miss, which um, obviously I'm, I'm assuming what they're saying is, is that he's very dominant when he gets his hands on you. And then he can, when he misses, he misses. Um, he has trouble against a little bigger defenders lining up across from him, which I'm sure they're going to line up the nose on him in the NFL. Teams with certain size standards might pass on him because he's only 6'3", 290. I, th- I think that's actually perfect for a center. Not everybody can be Jensen. Uh, his tenacity and talent and technique will make him a can't-miss prospect, and he's a starter from day one. So, again, that's Tyler Lindebaum, center, Iowa. I think he's gone. 
way before the Bucks pick. Second guy who's been on the uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, you can see that Zion Johnson out of Boston College is a guy that a lot of Bucks fans want them to draft, okay? Let's just talk about this for a second. Zion uh, Johnson out of Boston College, 6'3", 316, 34-inch arms, uh, 10 and 5 eighths hands, ran a 5'1", 8, 40, had 32 bench press reps, which is fantastic, guys, uh, and a 4'4", 20-yard shuttle. So if you look at this guy, his ADP is 25 to 28. The Bucks pick at 27. So Vegas is saying there's a possibility that Zion Johnson will be there from 25 to 28. I, I just don't see it. I think this guy is a New England Patriot waiting to happen. I think he goes to the Patriots or he goes to the Colts, but that's going to be before the Bucks draft. His NFL comparison is Larry Warfold. Who, like Warfold, who on earth would not want Larry uh, on your team? My goodness, what, a, what an all-time great player. Um, let's see what the NFL says about him. The phase phone booth guard was made for Johnson thanks to his width, girty frame, and immense playing power. He has experience at tackle, which, of course, again, Jason Light would love because he, he can be a tackle and a guard, but he's clearly an interior blocker on the next level. He has a knockback pop at the point of attack with the ability to win uh, the block in a test of strength. In space and limitations become obvious. He'll need to fit into the right scheme that takes advantage of what he does well that will overlook his athletic limitations. His ceiling is a starting guard in the NFL, but his ability to deal with athleticism and NFL defensive linemen on all three downs is a concern on both run and pass protection. So what they're saying is if he's not in the right system to start his career, they don't think that he's going to be an above-average starter. They think he will be a starter, but not a plus starter, which is interesting. Again, Zion Johnson, linked to the Bucs. Uh, I know that according to Instagram, I was, I was reading last night, a lot of Bucks fans voted on him being the draft pick for at number 27. I'm assuming to fill the left guard spot of Ali Marpet's retirement, uh, which is interesting to me. I don't know if having a rookie guard and having Brady come back when Brady talked about interior pressure is really what Brady's going to want on the inside. Whereas, you know, Aaron Stenny is not, a, is not a household name, but what he is is a Super Bowl starter and playoff starter, and Tom Brady has faith in him already. So, and do you draft a guy that's going to be a backup guard. And then what do you do with our with last year's draft picks? I mean, this is all going to come up on Saturday's podcast, uh, or Sunday's podcast with Joe Buck. So can't wait to have those conversations. Again, Zion Johnson, Boston College, uh, ADP is 25 to 28 NFL comparisons, Larry Warford. All right, number three guard, Kenyon Green, guard out of Texas A&M. Another guy that's been mocked to the Bucks consistently over and over again. And guess what Vegas has his ADP at? 27. So, again, I believe that's why he keeps getting mocked to the Bucks because the position is a position of need, according to most experts, because they don't, they don't know who Aaron Stinney is. And then he's mocked at 27 from Vegas, which, again, is the Bucks draft pick. His NFL comparison is Richie Incognito, which, not, um, forget the uh, off-the-field stuff and locker room stuff. That guy was a hell of a player. Everybody knows it. Um, he had a tremendous career in the NFL, plug-and-play guy. Let's look at Kenyon Green's stats. So 6'4", 325 pounds, so just a big man. Um, 34 and one-eighth arms, which is fantastic. 10 three-eighths hands, which is great. Bench press 20 times. So not as strong as some of the other players. Let's see what the NFL has to say about him. He's a guard prospect with NFL-ready frame who plays with an impressive level of consistency as a run blocker. He moves his defenders from point A to point B against their will. 
He uses hand technique and road grading leg drive. He possesses adequate foot, foot quickness to operate in a variety of run schemes, but he needs to eliminate his tendency to grab when his opponent is slipping off of his block. He has pop and anchor and pass protection, but he lacks recognition and mirror techniques, which we just discussed earlier. He needs to be at his best against athletic interior rushers. Rod Green has some areas to improve. His run blocking at times can be dominant, which should be dominant in the NFL, which gives him a chance to be an amazing plus starter. So here's a guy, again, that's been linked to the Bucs. His ADP is 27, which is the Bucs pick. His NFL comparison is Richie Incognito. So again, Kenyon Green is a day one starter, just like Zion Johnson. I think both those guys are plug-and-play guys when they go in. Number four happens to be my favorite guard in the uh, NFL draft, a guy that if I had the opportunity to draft, and this is not going to be a guy that goes in the first round, I love this guy. And this is Cole Strange out of Tennessee, Chattanooga. Uh, average draft positions 81 to 86, which is the middle of the third round. As you know, guys, the Bucks pick in the third round at 90th, I believe overall. Let me check. Uh, again, we pick 91st. I'm sorry, 91st overall in the third round. Vegas has uh, a very good ADP on him, and I think that he might be available if he slips just four spots, five spots to the Bucks in the third round. His NFL comparison is J.C. Treader, who obviously drafted by the Packers. He's a Brown starter right now. The Bucks interviewed him at the Senior Bowl. He was the star of the Senior Bowl, which, again, Lee DeKemper brings this up a lot, was that Jason Light has a, a knack for drafting offensive linemen that were Senior Bowl stars, for sure. Guy had a 40-yard uh, dash, a five-flat, 31 bench press reps. 31 guys is a lot. That's a strong dude. He had a 4-5, 20-yard shuttle. Again, 6'6", 301, 33-inch arms, 10 one His ADP is 81 to 86, middle of the third round. The Bucks are at 96 or 92 selection in the third round. This guy falls to us if we don't have to. We don't have to draft a guard in the first round. Cole Strange starts right away. He's a beast. If you've not watched him play, please put on the tape of the Senior Bowl. Please watch his, him at uh, Tennessee Chattanooga. By the way, the school fits Jason Light as well. Tennessee Chattanooga. He ain't LSU. He ain't Texas A&M. He ain't Boston College. This is, a, this is a small school guard prospect that might be right up Jason Light's alley. I love Cole Strange. I hope the Bucks can get him into a Buccaneers uniform. All right, number five is a guy that everybody has at tackle. I moved him to guard, okay? That's my choice. I get to do that as, as, as the head of the best in class. Uh, I get to do that because I think that Daniel Falele, and I went over this when I went through the Senior Bowl guys. He's the Minnesota guy. Um, he'll be the largest man in, in the history of the NFL to play. I just don't think you put him at tackle. I think he's a guard. I think you move him to in, inside. And I think because it's, it's going to be a problem for his feet, fast pass rushers are going to get right past this guy. You move him into guard, I think he starts day one, and I think he's a Pro Bowl guard. He's 6'8", 397 pounds. Yes, that's right. He's almost 400 pounds at 6'8". 35-inch arms, 11-inch hands. The, the reason why everybody wants him to tackle, oh, you put your hands on you, he's not, you're not going to let him go. He doesn't have the speed, guys. You, you get somebody like T.J. Watt, T.J. Watt's going to own this guy. Right? It's not even going to be close. Move him inside, and I think he's a superstar. We'll see how the NFL uses him. His uh, NFL comparison is Zach Banner from the Colts. He was a fourth-round draft pick who's now a starter for the Steelers. Let's see what the um, NFL has to say about him. Enormous right tackle prospect who feels like he's going through an internal checklist of movements rather than cutting it loose and playing. 
Philele has been able to overwhelm and move opponents with sheer mass, but might need a little more spice in his play and demeanor to become more willful, nasty blocker. He finishes linemen off well. He's ready to stuff and face in a rush attack right now, but he lacks lateral change of direction and quickness. Does that sound like a left or right tackle? I just don't see it. He cannot be left out on an island against speed rushers. Again, I said this. I should be a scout. I'm telling him what this guy should be doing. It's like I, I'm, I'm like a psychic, right? I mean, it's not that hard. You look at some of this athletic texting. I, I really think these scouts overthink this stuff. You've got a 6'8 six, a six, guy at 400 pounds, and you want to play him at tackle. It is what it is. I hope he makes it a tackle if that's what he wants to do because I think that's where the money is. I think he's going to be a guard, and I think he's going to be a tremendous guard. Again, that's Daniel Flaley out of Minnesota. Average ADP is 57. NFL comparison is Zach Banner from the Colts. Here's a guy that I uh, have linked to the Bucks in a later round flyer. So this is a guy I think they're going to be looking at. Uh, his name is Logan Bruss out of Wisconsin. I love those Wisconsin-Iowa guys as far as guards. Um, his ADP is 187, so sixth round. So this is, a, this is a, when I'm talking about flyer, flyer is sixth, seventh round. That's what I'm talking about. Again, his NFL comparison is Royce Newman, who starts for the Packers. He is a 6'5", 316-pound, 33-inch arm, 10 3 4 prospect at guard out of Wisconsin. He had a 5'3", 240, 7'5", 7", 20-yard shuttle, which, again, athletically, those aren't terrific. But, again, you're, you're getting a guy that's, that's really tough, and I really like him in the lower rounds. Uh, let's see what the NFL has to say about him. Guard prospect with tackle, tackle flexibility, which, again, you know Jason Light will love who appears to be well-equipped well equipped for the NFL game. Bruss is a well-proportioned with athletic feet, good core strength. He takes efficient angles to the block in Wisconsin's zone-heavy run scheme, but the body control, leverage, and play strength to operate in any run scheme. L leaning and oversetting are occasional problems, and he needs to improve his handwork in order to keep from getting behind in early stages of pass protection. Bruss is well-rounded with an athletic profile and should become a positive starter early in his career. This is the guy, guys. Vegas has him at 187. That's sixth round. If you can get a guard that is a possible starter or po a possible plug-and-play guy in the sixth or seventh round, this has got Jason Light written all over it with tackle experience out of Wisconsin. Again, I don't think you go wrong if you draft anybody at, on the offensive line from Iowa or Wisconsin. It's very difficult to go wrong there, guys. So, Let's go through my guards and tackles again. So we're going to sum this up. Okay. Evan Neal is my number one tackle. Iki Okwano is my number two tackle. Charles Cross is my number three tackle. Trevor Penning, number four. And Bernard Raymond uh, is, is number five out of Central Michigan. My flyer for the Bucks in, in, the, in, in the fourth round would be Max Mitchell, Matt Mitchell out of Louisiana. Uh, again, plays left and right uh, tackle. I think it's a guy that we might be looking at out of Louisiana. Um, let's go through the guards and centers. Tyler Lindbaum is, of course, the number one center slash guard. Zion Johnson linked to the Bucks is my number two. Kenyon Green, another guy that's linked to the Bucks from Vegas, out of Texas A&M at guard. Cole Strange, my favorite, my favorite guard prospect in this draft. Love this guy. And then you have Daniel Falele, again a 400-pound uh, tackle, which I moved to guard. And another late flyer for the Bucks in Logan Bruss out of Wisconsin as a late round guard if we don't pick up a guard earlier in the draft. Okay, so guys, you guys got a good a good breakdown of centers and guards and tackles in this NFL. Again, thank you for listening. I know it's always 
it's not as fun as a wide receiver, running back, cornerbacks, and defensive tackles and pass rushers, but we've got to get through it. We've got to break down every position in this NFL draft, and we have another solid 10 days to do it. So very excited about it. Grace and I are going to be releasing several podcasts over the next week to make sure that we have a positional breakdown before that, uh, the 28th. So I'm very excited about that. Please follow us at Bill Curry Tampa, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Please look for the podcast and share it with your friends. Please leave your reviews on podcast Applebeam. Uh, I, uh, I love our Podbeam. I love the comments that I get on Joe Buck's fan too. I, I try to answer those. Some of you guys answer me back, which I like. Please email me at bestinclass at billcurry.com to order your car, talk about football, whatever you guys want. You can hit up G Thomas at billcurry.com with any of the local charity stuff that we need to eat, that we need to do. Please check out the 41 active charities that we have right now uh, on our website at Bill Curry Cares. Um, enjoy your drive home. Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Inferno going 1-0. And I'll see you guys very soon. I hope you enjoyed it.